Hello and welcome back to the American Cultist Podcast. My name is Sean Prober and you're once again joining me to discuss all things American and how best to proceed. Now today's episode was hinted at last episode, it was foreshadowed. It was a topic about uh, the suppression of speech uh, and most notably how most non-left-wing thinking gets targeted as white supremacy thinking and, and the issues with that. So let's just jump in. In the year since Andrew Breitbart declared politics is downstream from culture, something unexpected happened to a large swath of America's population. They've been banished from culture. Now, the the idea of of being suppressed or kicked out of the mainstream society at large, your your Grammy speech type thing, is a, a difficult concept to quantify. And if you're familiar with American cultists, we really do try to do our best with getting everything cited, any kind of uh, facts and we don't even like building arguments that aren't revolving around facts and you know I think that that makes me a little bit uncomfortable I know that there's such a disappointment when you follow somebody and appreciate or, or get entertained by somebody and then realize that you've been a little bit uh, deceptive maybe even on a, a slight you know even with agreeing with them just played it a little too fast and loose, and then you kind of have to wonder, well, what else did they do that to? It makes you have your guard up a lot more. So I, I like to to keep everything in that realm, but on some of these topics, uh, how it feels to never be able to watch the Grammys uh, with, without being bombarded with ridiculousness, or uh, that's a tough thing to quantify. So, well, we we don't maybe get to the same level of academic rigor that we typically get to here. I, I think that we do a pretty decent job. Now, positive opinions on government healthcare, increased immigration, increased NATO involvement, public schooling, implicit racism, and increased welfare spending. I think a, a reaction to uh, climate change could, could maybe even put on this. Uh, now, once debated in arenas of public thought, now find themselves in the sanctified air religious tenets enjoy in friendly ethnostates. They are the bedrock in which all dialogue within the social science rests. The ideals of the bloviating elite are youth aspire to be, and the only readily available opinions in media. And mass media. Now, I say readily available because there's always this argument that, well, as long as the fact is out there, somebody can look it up. If somebody's interested, they can look it up. It kind of throws away one of the largest aspects of marketing. You know, when you think about Coca-Cola and they spend billions and billions of dollars every single year pushing out a product that everybody's heard of. Uh, th this is because the more times you see something, the more times you hear it, the more time it hits you in the face, the more likely most people in society will believe it. Uh, it becomes a kind of a signal theory that as you keep hearing it, it gradually becomes more and more true. Uh, you see this all the time in marketing and you see this all the time in propaganda. 
sadly, even in this religious in this religious ethno state, it's not even our religion. Uh, when you look at the public polling on so many of these topics since the 60s, you can see that well, still the majority of people oppose some of these things. So much has changed by well, g getting new people into the country that, that might be more in line with collective thought, uh, just based on voting patterns, or uh, you know this kind of market marketing theory of being told something enough. Since you're a little child, you're going to believe it. The idea that just having the thought out there is going to overcome this collaborative effort by mass media doesn't really make sense. Uh, the, the process of reducing the scope of acceptable dialogue only accelerated when a small band of misfits publicly planned and then stormed an intentionally open capital on some solemnly, reverentially, and endlessly mentioned date that's supposed to evoke some false similarity with 9-11 or 12-7. I have publicly cited, and, uh, and, and even two on the intentionally open. Any questions on that? Please, please follow through and tell me that this was some kind of accident or just happened. They were overtaken by these white supremacy ma uh, masses. And in America, we see our government taking an unnatural concern in the workings of private companies. Subsidies aside, and it's a lot of billions of dollars and all of these games between the politicians and the corporations uh, to put aside, but without even getting into that, we watched the industry leaders in tech be dragged into Congress threatened and blamed for any information published on their sites that was not a cohesive endorsement of globalist ideology. And they could talk about Trump or, or, whatever, or whatever with that, that he mobilized people, but, but we saw, we, or Russian collusion, we saw what occurred to these tech giants. We saw the memes of, of Zuckerberg's face sweating in that room. Uh, it seems like a lot of people in the Libertarian and Republican Party forget that moment. And because such barriers on speech rely on the castigated private industry to serve as muscle, the stagnant reactionary portions of the Libertarian and Republican parties even defend the suppression of speech, thinking they're defending private company rights, the private uh, company argument. As discussed in the spectacle of mass media, DeBoard was almost right, one of our uh, older articles. In, in 1983, 90% of the country's media was spread out between 50 corporations. Today, that number is five, all of which equate small government advocacy and constitution, uh, constitutional traditionalism with white supremacy. And... We've already seen the impact 
and our neighbors, our friends, our, our general society. We've seen the impact of this blunt force marketing campaign. A recent Gallup Knight Foundation poll asked 1,269 Americans about their social media views, freedom of expression, etc., and came to the alarming conclusion that 56%, only 56% of Americans in 2020 believe in the right to freely express views on social media, compared to 65% just one year ago. And it is of great importance to point out that this study was done just before for the 2020 election. So the data doesn't reflect the impact of a very coordinated media attack demanding more restrictions on speech. I imagine that we're probably maybe below that halfway point. Democrats kind of lead the path on the societal uh, suppression. They're five times more likely than Republicans to say they are trying to avoid certain family members because of their political views. Remember, if grandma's racist, you don't need to talk to her. Well, only 13% of the general public blocked, unfriended, or stopped following someone on social media because of political posting, 30% of Democrat women acted as proper agents of the state and dismissed naysayers of state power. When you have young boys to go through so many issues, maybe this suppression of, of being able to voice their opinion in front of one of their peers has something to do with that. But that's a, that's another whole topic. We'll save. Uh, now, discussing his order to withdraw American troops from Afghanistan during his first State of the Union speech, Biden noted that global terror networks had largely been dealt with and white supremacists posed a bigger threat than foreign actors. We won't ignore what our intelligence agencies have determined to be the most lethal terrorist threat to our homeland today. White supremacy is terrorism, Biden warned. Another quote from the man, uh, white supremacy is terrorism. And we're not going to ignore that either. My fellow Americans, look, we have to come together to heal the soul of this nation. The blabber and husk of the former Democrat senator finished. In case you're missing the context here, or the importance, the rhetoric is justifying the full use and power of America's intelligence apparatus against anyone who falls under an often misused indeterminate category. Given our current trajectory, any violation of our Bill of Rights that occurs in the process of stopping hate will be cheered by those who are currently celebrating democracy after two consecutive rigged primary sessions. Maybe uh, we should talk about that a bit more. But that's, uh, that's everything we have for you folks today. I look forward to getting more involved in this topic and uh, highlighting, I think, a view on what happens to children when their speech is suppressed could provide a lot of insight into a lot of issues that we have in this country. So I'm looking forward to getting to that. Until then, I wish you the best, and uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Take care, everybody.